The Generator Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you heal, align, and expand your intuition. With high vibe content and lightened conversations and weekly energetic updates, we are here to help you get and stay lit by connecting you to your highest self. Get inspired by tuning in to today's episode of The Generator Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. How's everyone doing? We're doing wonderful, Laura. Oh, thank you for the response. Guys, it's 2020. There are so many emotions swirling. (laughs) God help us all. I feel like we're in a tornado right now. God help us all. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, the necklace that I bought Victoria for her birthday, she's wearing. Why don't you tell us about it? Because it looks so good on you. Oh, thanks. It's a, it's the moon phases I and it. it's copper and I love it because it hangs down a little lower and fun. F- and then I was inspired and painted my fingernails. <gasps> copper. I love your nails. I wish they could see my roommate bought the color. My what? boy. Yeah. James buys great nail polish. He's the and it's best. like a good one. Yeah. I love it. He's do had you, it sitting out. But do you paint each other's nails? No, I would never let him do that. Oh. I'm too perfectionistic. They have to be yeah. perfect. He hasn't had enough time. He just started painting his nails like a couple years ago. <laughs> he needs some training. What a fun roommate to have. I know. I love we had a moment actually this had a little moment this week because I'm I've lived with him in college. So I lived with him from I guess like 2011 to 2012 or 13. I don't know. I lived with him for a little bit in college and then we've lived together the whole time I've been back in Nashville, like mm-hmm. two and a half years. And I'm, we're separating in April and we're both mm-hmm. kind of emotional about it. That's so sad. I mean, we're happy. Besties. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like a different bestie relationship because it's because we're not necessarily like, we don't like have the same friend group or always hang out, but we just, we we've been very invested in each other's lives and it's been really fun. Like me learning about astrology and human design and all this stuff. And he'll like kind of jump on it and learn it with me. (laughs) So we have our like human design charts and our natal charts on our refrigerator laminated, like printed out because we talk about it. And he's like, well, where's that in my house? And then I have to like pull it up on my phone and look and da 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 da. -da. So I just kept it there. And then I'm like, okay, it's there. And (laughs) He likes That's it so because fun. he's learning more about human design and he really likes having like that reference point on the fridge. So it's pretty, it's pretty funny. I <laughs> love that. That would be such a fun dynamic. And it's you guys like fun. watching a lot of shows together and yeah. buying plants and going crystal shopping. I love going plant and crystal shopping. I know. Together. <laughs> we both love plants. So I, feel like your- I'm, I feel like I'm grieving this relationship for you. <laughs> like, yeah. no. I feel really sad about it. Actually, it was, it's one of those relationships that I feel like these are the relationships that I always miss the or grieve the most are the ones that like, he's never been this person where he's like, Oh my gosh, he's my best friend. We do everything together. You know, he's never been like that, but he's always just been the person that's been with me in my life. I mean, for the past 10 years, we met in 2009 waiting tables together and we've stayed front. We realized that we brought in 2009 together. So we started and ended this decade together because I came home and he was 
like off work and I had this like little bottle of champagne from my brother's fiance that I'd never opened and I was like let's open it and toast the new year that's so so cute and then we watched Queer Eye and painted our nails it was wonderful that is my dream night right there I was crying so hard that show have you seen it oh are you kidding me that is the epitome of my dream I want to do a group of people that are all like they excel in whatever area they're doing, like home design, hair styling, all of that. So I want to get a group of people together and I want to do exactly the same thing, just not necessarily on a TV show. But I think it's so powerful how when you have five people that have a really strong culture and they come to they come to this person's hometown they meet their family they meet them and they do so much transformation from the inside out it is like impossible for that not to be a benchmark for you because every area it's not just like because for me I love personal styling styling and life coaching but I'm only hitting those two aspects in the person but if I'm changing their home environment I'm changing their hairstyle. I'm get, I'm like helping them throw a party. I'm teaching them how to take care of their bodies by making healthy food. Like all of those levels just uh, makes my heart come alive so much. We so that's my dream. That. We should do that at a retreat. That's what we should do. A retreat yeah. like. That's why I want to do retreats. I want to host them like that. Yeah. But I'm saying like even do like queer eye themed almost where we have like five people (sighs) in five different areas and we have like a limited number of people I want so that we can write so we can like focus on these people and it not be like (sighs) and so we can do individual coaching time and it be like maybe even do like five days like get it a decent amount of time and And then at the end there's like a big reveal and you have a bunch of people doing the transformation together So they're building so much connection with one another as Mm -hmm. they're transforming. So then they're not only just like going through it themselves, but they've built a community that's gone on the journey with them. That is a phenomenal idea. You guys heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to manifest that. I love that idea. I'm I'm literally like getting the download right now. I'm like, we'll do it for five, 10 people, five days. We'll bring, we'll decide the areas of their lives that we want to impact. And I think we should get people to like, I mean, that's how all retreats are. You apply. You don't just sign mm-hmm. up. So, but really like pick a good group that is ready to do this. Yeah, this would be fun. If you guys want to be a part of it, it. You're, you're hearing it. So you guys want to <laughs> sign up and DM us. Yeah, you what know? if we, we got five people off the bat? Then we'd have to make it happen right now. Yeah, I guess so. We have no, Guys, just so you know, we've never discussed this until right <laughs> now. So we have no details. Um, so when this episode goes out on Monday, which is just four days from now, we may have the entire thing planned. We might, you know, this Capricorn energy (laughs) and, oh my gosh, that's so fun. Mars just went into Sagittarius or it goes into it tomorrow. I think it's today or tomorrow. And it's like, it might be today. I probably should have looked that up since I'm doing the energetic (laughs) update, but I just wasn't too worried about it because I was like, well, I know it's in it on Monday. So but Sagittarius is all about travel and expansion and exploration and optimism and creativity and fun. So the fact, and Mars is like work, get stuff done. It can, it has a lot of things. It's like, I always say it's how you fight and how you fuck. Like it's, (laughs) (laughs) there's not another way to say it. It's, I mean, there are several, but I like that way the best. That's funny. 
So it's really, and I have Mars and my Mars is in Sagittarius. So I've known that once it went into Sagittarius, I was going to hit and it's conjunct with my Mars right now. So I have like seven days of like, that's why I've been so energetic because it's been, and it's in my fifth house of creativity and children. Hopefully that won't happen. Um, (laughs) No kids, but um, well, I do teach kids. So, and that does start back up on Monday. How long is this happening? This Mars, you said conjunct Um, Sagittarius? Oh, no, no, no. It's in Sagittarius. It's conjunct my natal Mars because my Mars is in Sagittarius. Okay, okay. So for me personally, I'm having a conjunction unless you have your... Now, Mars technically today is still in Scorpio um, for January 2nd, but by the time this episode goes out on the 6th, it's definitely full on in Sagittarius and it'll stay there until about February 16th. Okay. And then it will move into Capricorn, which was another get things done energy. So we're oh about, to, and, and Jupiter and Capricorn. Oh yeah. When Mars enters Capricorn with all those other planets in Capricorn. Ah, ah. I'm a little nervous. Anyway, I'm, I'm not because I'm a Capricorn and I love it, but yes. It, it is, it's an intense energy and people are getting faced with lots of fun things. But um, I wanted to ask you, how, how's been, I haven't really talked to you. How's your new year been? New year. Um, you know, it was, it was amazing. And here's why. Normally I'm a party person. I love parties. I love like dressing up and, and getting pretty and doing like the whole thing. But we didn't do that this year at all. We just like sat in bed and ate cheese and avocado and crackers and made animal noises. Erickson and I, my boyfriend, we, we were just being silly. Like we animal were, <laughs> I was like tracking until you said that. I was like, Oh, it actually probably sounds really sexual, but it wasn't. It does. It was just... That's why I was like, like primal. Are we talking? <laughs> Oh my God. No, we, I just, okay. First of all, what happened was I went into Reading, which is where I used to live since 2012. So you guys know, I just moved to Mount Shasta area a couple months ago. I lived in Reading for again, since 2012. So I went back there cause my boyfriend wanted to for the night and I was faced with all of this sadness and unprocessed grieving that I didn't even know was still there. And also I was like, why am I going back to the place (laughs) that I've been trying to get out of for so long for my new year? And it really made me mad. And I was kind of pitching a fit and like wanting to leave, wanting to run from my pain. And I just decided, no, I'm going to sink into the pain and feel it because there's a reason I'm here. And this pain is going to be there no matter if I run or not. So I might as well sit and feel it and really get it out of the way so that I can welcome in the new energy, the new, you know, just the freedom that takes place once you allow yourself to feel your pain. So I did that. I sat and cried. I grieved some of the things, some of the things, a lot of the things that I've lost in the last year from so much transition and growing so many things I lost. And then my boyfriend was just, he's been the most supportive. He's always supportive, 
but I have needed a ton of support in the last few days and he has been above and beyond. So he was just being cute and trying to like make me laugh. And so we wound up making animal noises and eating cheese. And then he researched my old Twitter. You guys, if you have a Twitter from like 2009, just delete it. No, you can go back on and look at it. I just mean, let me, let me backtrack. Don't look at your post from 2009. <laughs> don't, I don't, I don't use Twitter. I know we're getting one and I will, but I have it. And so my, my boyfriend just randomly decided to start researching stuff on the internet. Like what is there pictures of Laura on Google? Like what's happening? So then he starts reading a bunch of posts from 2009 and Boy, was that a newsflash of how much I've grown. So it actually turned out to be a really beautiful thing because I was able to sink into, holy cow, I'm not even the same human. I've grown so much in the last decade. I I need to celebrate this. So it wound up being very quiet, very beautiful and healing. I love that. That's cool. I, I was wanting to share this experience that I had this morning at like 6 a.m. And what you just said, I feel like is a pairs really well with it. So this morning I was laying in bed and I was feeling like just a lot of energy. And I looked to my chart and I have a lot of stuff going on today. So, I mean, but I was just feeling like a lot of energy, like a lot of anxiety, excitement, like it was it just everything, like every emotion I could feel. And I couldn't get myself to go back to sleep. And I was just like, okay, I'm up for a reason. Like there's a reason why I'm awake. Like I've not been sleeping the past, like maybe I've gotten four or five hours of sleep the past couple nights, but it's not been like, like I can't sleep, but then I also don't feel like I really need it. So I'm just like, well, I guess, you know, I am good and I got what I needed. So I'm just going to trust that and do what I'm doing. Um, I think I'm not getting drained as much. Like I think I am doing a lot, but I'm not draining myself. So I have a lot more energy um, than I'm used to having. So yeah, so I'm like, get, so I woke up, then I was like, okay, I can't lay in bed. And so I just moved to the couch. I don't really even know why that was just sometimes when I can't sleep, I just move where I am. And so I started seeing this, I started feeling things on my body, like feeling energies on my body. And then I was feeling this like dense, dense, like almost rock in my right hip. And I was like, oh, and I know that I carry other people's emotions in my right hip. So backtracking a little bit back in March of last year, I met with an astrologer, Danny Beinstein. Y'all, she's amazing. She's a psychological astrologer and she, a lot of things got brought up. But one of the things was my hip was holding tension in my hip, was holding emotions in my hip and that being connected to my mom. And she gave me homework of writing a letter from my hip every day and then burning it. And I didn't do it <laughs> because I never do homework. But the thing that's been in, but what hit me today was that, oh my gosh, I remember that homework. I remember exactly. So I was like, I'm clearly supposed to do that because I have held on and I'll think about it. Like once a month, I'll be like, oh yeah, that homework. I probably should do that. And then, but I was laying there and I was like, well, I don't want to get up and get a piece of paper right now. So I was like, hips, just talk, like whatever you need to say. And, and it just started coming out of like, 
of all the things that are connected to feelings that, cause I know my, my mom's entire hip was reconstructed, constructed after the wreck and it's her right hip. And that's where I hold all my tension. It's where I hold other people's tension. So I got this picture that I was, that had this big block there. But what was interesting was that instead of somebody coming in and pulling this block out, what was happening is I was expanding to the point where that like divide or divot started expanding out and almost like popped this thing out. And then I saw, and I could feel it and my whole body started doing that. And all these little, like, and I was like from the past decade, but also from the past year, all these, and what it is, is that, you know, it's all these like pins and needles that were in my body, all these little pebbles. And then there was this really big, like baseball size rock on my knee. And I knew where it was from. Like, I was like, Oh, that's tension. I'm carrying from my kids that I teach oh, that's this, like as soon as it was like popping out and I was seeing myself expand. And I've told you before um, that I'm an energy hoarder. Like I will hold people's energy. And when I say you, I'm telling Laura, like I've told Laura before, <laughs> I'm an energy hoarder, meaning like I will feel other people's energy and then hold on to it probably for way too long. And I real, and so I think I've had a little bit of shame around that. I'm like, why do I do that? But then when I saw this picture, I was like, oh, it's because I have so many openings where things can get stuck. Because like, if you think about, and you can clean yourself and wash yourself off, but like, if you think about your face, if you have like, you know, big pores, stuff gets caught in those pores and you have blackheads and you got to get them out. So if you have like a crook or cranny, like, you know, any place in your, any place like stuff gets stuck in there really, really easily. So I was like, Oh, this is what's been happening. I have all these like little concaves and little pores and all these places in my body where I, where things are getting stuck. And so I saw this expansion of all that coming out and I was, I was just getting download after download after download. And so this is the last thing and I'll wrap it up. But the thing that I was getting in that was that, cause I was like, oh my gosh, it's so weird how I'll be around some people and their energy feels like it can get in those places. And then I get around other people and it like, I feel their energy and then I just walk away and I realized it has to do with their energy types because projectors like James, my roommate, I don't like, he can be having a bad day. I can, and I'm like, oh gosh, that's a lot. That's a lot. And then I leave the room and it's fine. And it didn't like, get into me. And my boyfriend's a manifester. Same with him. Like I can leave the room and be like, okay, I'm fine. Like I'll feel his stuff a little bit more obviously because we're very emotionally connected, but really for the most part, like we can, I can, he can be feeling crazy and I get away from him for 45 minutes and I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm really fine because his energy isn't as it versus like a generator or a manifesting generator where like Laura with you, I can feel your stuff and I don't even know what's going on and you're across the country or my friend, Sam, who's also a generator. And I think it's important to know that about energy types. And that was just kind of like my own personal download of like, there are some people that you can like, they're, they're more in enmeshing, not, and that sounds like an unhealthy thing, but their energy is more penetrating versus somebody else where it's, it's a bit more, it's, it's separate, I guess, because they don't projectors and manifestors and reflectors don't have their own energy. So they're not pushing it onto you. Whereas generators and manifesting generators, we can't help it. It's just how we're behaving. 
So that picture that I got, I was like, oh, I need to like, and I saw my body like heal and all those places pop out. And I was like, oh, things aren't going to get stuck as much. And I saw that like, I can be around these energies and they can be really intense and then I can let them go. And it can be this, because I don't think, I think I've always associated with, if I get rid of that energy hoarding thing, I'm not going to be able to be empathic. I'm not going to be able to pick up on different energies and really getting that clarity of there is a difference. I can feel an energy and see that it's not mine. And that's way more helpful than me identifying it and taking it on as my own. So yeah, I've realized that a lot of, cause I'm like this, even the past year, I just feel like has been so crazy for me. And I know it's been really crazy for you too. Just in just, it's just been a lot of change and a lot of transition, but the parts that are the hardest are other people. The parts that are the hardest are like how other people are reacting, how other people are feeling. And I mean, I know that's normal to some extent, but it's like to me of like this almost eating at my soul thing where I can't be okay if they're not okay. And I just feel, and I think I talked about, I think I even talked about that in this episode. So it's really cool that I saw like energetically, I was like, oh, I made the choice in the 3D of, hey, I'm not, I'm okay if other people aren't okay. And then seeing that like, honestly, it gave me a lot of compassion for myself because I was like, holy crap, no wonder like I can get thrown off so hard because all of anybody's stuff, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's like amazing and I'm getting all these like, I'm getting to feel all this amazing energy and it sticks with me for a while. But sometimes, you know, and, but even that good energy, it's not mine and I feel out of my body. So I just, I don't know. I got that this morning and I was like, I feel like I want to share this on this intro because it was really cool. And it's not like a whole episode worth, but it is like a cool thing that happened. It makes so much sense. Cause I had someone, cause uh, Erickson and I will host people periodically. And I, as you were talking about that, I was thinking through the people we've hosted and the ones that are gen- generators or manifesting generators, I feel drained after we host them. But the ones that are like projectors or manifestors, I'm like, oh, that was a great weekend. And I pretty quickly recover. And I, we, we both were actually talking about that because my boyfriend's a projector and the person that we hosted recently, they are a projector. And we were like, oh, we don't feel as drained. How interesting. So we, that actually gives us a lot of language for what we've been feeling and how much different energy types affect you. So that was great. Yeah. Well, I think we definitely need to do an episode about human design because <laughs> I feel we like keep we're talking not... about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know we need to do that. It's just, there's so many other things, but anyway, just like this episode where we really wanted to get this episode that you guys are about to hear out as soon as we could. <laughs> Cause Laura said a few weeks ago, she's like, do you think we should not even a few weeks ago, like a week ago, do you think we should do like a new year's episode? And it was right before we were about to record and we had a whole nother outline. And I was like, yeah, we should, but we're not going to do that now because I, you'll hear in this episode, I do energetic updates about the year and I'm like, that's going to take, I got to do some research. <laughs> like it's going to take me a minute. Um, and we just weren't in that zone to do that. So we did the episode we had planned, but I was like, yeah, we should probably do that. So it's a little late. Not to mention, I, I don't think we've said this very often, but Victoria and I are, are definitely in different places. I'm in California. She's in Tennessee. It is a lot harder for us to 
get an episode together because we're not in the same place. It's not like we're like, oh, we want to record twice this week. Let's meet up and do it. It's like, no, we have, she's two hours ahead, two hours behind her. We're having to correspond, you know, all of the instructional things that we're getting together with the time zones and, you know, around her schedule and mine. It's, it's, kind of crazy. So we're doing the best we can, which is why this is out a little bit late. Cause we're like, this is important, but yeah, we got it. Yeah. Out. I actually like that. We're, you know, me, I always see the silver lining and everything. So I'm like, I think we were supposed to have it out here now because I think every, there's a lot of wah with new years, like, and there's people are like bombarded with all this. This is what's going to happen. And this is how you're going to handle it. And this is, and you know, I think sometimes it's kind of nice to get into the year a little bit and be like, Okay, cool. And then listen to something. So this was totally intentional, guys. It wasn't because we <laughs> didn't think about it. This was totally intentional. Um, but yeah, so what are some of the things? So we get into a little bit. We talk about our personal intentions, but we first talk about places we've grown in really the last decade and 2019. Um, we talk about the energies in 2020. We talk about it being a heart shocker year. Uh, an open heart year. We talk about that and forgiveness. I loved that. That was a really cool conversation. Mm. And disappointments. then we, yeah, disappointments. And then we also talked about where this podcast, our vision for this podcast in 2020. So Laura, what were, what was like one of your favorite parts of this episode? My favorite was when we both shared how we saw the other person grow. I think that we should, I knew you were going to say that. For all of you, <laughs> that are out there that have really close friends that you've been walking through this last year or last decade with do what we did. It is so empowering, not only for you, but for the other person to have someone share with them ways you've seen them grow. It is. I, I mean, my heart was like overflowing at the end. Cause I was like, I feel so seen by Victoria. Like she really isn't invested in my life. She sees where I'm growing. She's, you know, calling out things that I, um, yeah, that I've overcome. And it felt really nourishing to my soul to have someone be able to see that part of me. So I would love for all of you as a community to do that in your intimate groups with people that you've seen grow. I really liked it too. For I liked it because you said things, you literally said the things that I had grown in that were on my list of intentions for 2020. Aww. So and so I, so it was really heal, like even just hearing somebody else be like, Hey, you've really done well at this. Uh-huh. This is just another layer. So it's, I think that was really, that was fun for me. It was literally the exact two things you said were, cause I told you before we recorded, you had like a list of intentions. I was like, I have two. <laughs> I was like, I could not get that intense about them. And I was like, I had two. And the two I had were what you said that you would see me Aww, grow in. I love that. So, yeah, well, we hope you guys enjoy this episode. We know this was a little bit of a longer intro, but sometimes that's going to happen because we're wild. (laughs) (laughs) We're excited for you guys to hear this episode. Happy New Year. And I pray that this next decade, you become more aware and aligned with your own internal voice and power. And with that, Enjoy the episode. Hello, the generator gaggle. (laughs) 
hate it. I just wanted to see Laura's face so bad. Guys, I don't know why I want to call you guys that. I really am welcoming all people's advice on names because this generator hmm. gaggle is not winning right now. Well, you know what I feel like, Laura? No one said anything. So I feel like they're fine with it. No. Okay, please. <laughs> please, 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 my friends. Instagram DM us your own ideas on names. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But if you like generator gaggle, say nothing. Oh my gosh. She's gonna No, win. we should probably make it fair. If you like Generator Gaggle, you also have to vote. That's better. No news is not a vote for the Generator Gaggle. What is your other idea? Do you have any more? You're generally good at this. I think it's because I know it annoys you. My brain can't come up with another one. It <laughs> likes like it so much. <laughs> I am a butt. I have one. Not as nice as yours, though. You got a nice badonk. I, I used to back when I was uh, performing acro yoga on the regular. Still got a better donk than me. Me and my boyfriend both can't sit in a chair longer than a few minutes without our butts hurting. <laughs> Your washboard back there. Oh, yeah. I, I like to thank you. Washboards at least have like a little bit of a hump. I like to think of my ass more as sheetrock. <laughs> That's not true. Oh, thank you. That is That's so kind. True. But you have a nice, you know, set of tatas to balance it out. I got the tatas. Tata. Um Yes. So we know we're a little late to the game because when this episode comes out, hopefully we're gonna get it out to you the sixth of January. It may come out a little later than that. We're talking about 2019 transitioning into 2020 today. So we're going to talk a little bit about how 2019, even this decade, things we've learned, highs and lows, that kind of jazz. We're going to talk about places that each other have grown. Then we're going to get into some disappointments in transitions. And I touched a little bit of that about that today on an Instagram story, but to be honest, it was inspired by Laura and I just saw it repeat again of people having crazy expectations of themselves around decade shifts or new year shifts or all that jazz. Um, then we're going to get into, uh, oh yeah, we're going to talk about the energetics of 2020 and then we're going to get into intentions we have for this podcast. So that's a little overview. So yeah, let's just jump right in and this is going to be way more conversational than a lot of our episodes because we're not really trying to teach you guys anything today. We're just chatting. So I don't know a lot of the things that we're going to say today. That sounded weird. Laura, do you know a lot about the things we're going to say today? <laughs> nope. It's a mystery. Um, Yeah. So I just have to say again, guys, I guess we could do this in an intro, but I am just so grateful that you guys are enjoying this podcast. Yes. I'm constantly amazed. <laughs> I know she's on the regular sending me the statistics of how many people are listening to the episodes and it's really encouraging. It is. It is super encouraging. And we'll get into actually more talking about, um, the, some intentions we have for the podcast. So we'll probably get into some of that later. So I'll hold off on that. Uh, so let's talk about 2019. Let's talk over this decade. Laura, how has 2019 been for you? Let's just start there. <laughs> this year's oh, been a boy. lot. I pretty much feel like everything that 
I had an insecurity in got thrown into the air, highlighted, hit me in the face. <laughs> like I felt like I got pulled underwater and had to learn some really hard lessons in a short amount of time. That's how it felt for me. It was overwhelming, but also equally the most growth I've seen, the most transition in a positive way, in a stepping into my higher self. And a lot in a lot of areas, my um, my lesson that I've been pushing into is letting go of control. And I feel like this was the year of me gaining a lot of momentum in that area is leaning into trust, not only within myself and my intuition and my voice, but with God, with the universe, with, you know, community and having that support system around me and letting go of the timing, letting go of my expectations, letting go of control in every area. And it really has given me so much more momentum. I used to think that if I controlled everything, then stuff would happen a lot quicker or I would feel more at peace, but it didn't ever help me. So this year was learning how trust actually adds to my my peace and allows me to see the the solutions that are already surrounding me. Because when you go into control, you can't see what's available to you. You're just like in tunnel vision. Like I'm just trying to control my environment. And I got healthy this year. That was a huge thing. As I let go of control, my body started to heal itself. So I realized how much fight or flight had caused me to stay in a state of um, adrenal fatigue or dietary issues or you name it. My digestive system is highly affected by my emotions and my control. So there was a lot of growth in my physical body, in my heart, in my intuition, in my own voice, letting go of control, trusting all of that. I love what you're saying about the, when we think if we let go of control, momentum's going to subside, but in reality, letting go, control is stopping. Yeah, it's resistance. And it feels like, oh my gosh, if we let this go. And I think, you know, I let's actually... I know this isn't necessarily what we said we were going to do, but I think it'd be good to define control because that's not necessary. I think people have different definitions. So for you, what do you see? What is control to you? Well, shoot. (laughs) There's so many ways. (laughs) Um, I like, yeah, talk about all of them. Uh, Well, first of all, in my relationship with my boyfriend, control looks like obsessing about something in my mind. Like, is he going to do this for me? Is he going to do this for me? And like imagining it and getting frustrated and building story in my mind And now like looking for any way to affirm that he's not doing the thing that I want him to do and then dropping hints and being passive aggressive and like trying to make it known that this is the thing that I want. So I'm almost like trying to herd herd cattle like in a direction. I'm like over here on the right, over here on the left, like trying to get them in a direction rather than just letting him be him and taking care of myself and not needing him to do what I need in order for me to be in peace. So that's, that's one aspect. Another aspect is, can I, can I say something oh, to that? Um, well, what I loved about what you said was um, the hurting. It's the story that you made up in your head. So control convinced you a lot of times that there was even an issue to begin with. Yeah. Or you'd hyper. And then all of a sudden, not only, so it's creating an issue that may be there, may not be there, but it's creating a storyline 
and then is trying to tell you, okay, and then is trying to prove the storyline to be true. Look at all these ways he's not doing it. And then now trying to manipulate herd cattle to get your needs met. And then it's like, see, he never, it's, it's a total control is like so deceptive because it creates the problem perpetuates the problem and then tells you that if you let go of it, the problem will persist. Yeah. So I loved what you, I feel like you just gave a really good example of how, you know, we can go from having just a thought and control builds on itself to having, now you've also possibly manifested the thing you were trying to control. Right. And I would, because it was a self-protection thing, I, like Victoria said, I would create obstacles that weren't necessarily there but I would create them in my mind and then try to manifest them because it made me feel safe knowing that I already had the outcome in my mind and I had already come up with a solution of how I'm going to handle it so I'd be like I can't even think of an example in this moment but I would create a story and then manifest it and it would feel almost like a sense of peace because I knew it was coming but I'm the one that created it and it caused more harm than just letting go and trusting and taking care of my needs. So I basically just repeated you, but yeah. No, I, that was, I, yeah, I loved that. Cause I feel like you're, yeah, I don't feel like you repeated me. Maybe you did. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they needed it said again. So I like the way you just said it. Perfect. Put clarity to it. Okay. Sorry. I interrupted you. What was, what were you going to say? Like also control can manifest another way. Oh, um, I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> no worries. I mean, we kind of dived into that. Okay. Um, what about me? Like, what do you feel like? Oh, as far as 2019 goes? Yeah, like what were some of the things that you overcame or the highlights? Definitely for me, learning to trust myself. And I know that's been a theme for both of us. And this huge reason why this podcast is what it is. Because I... I have this twofold part of me. Part of me is very confident in my intuition. I'm very confident in what I believe. The other part of me is really terrified to follow through with that because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt people or they're not going to like it. And that's been a theme for me this year. Two things I've really thought about today that were have been big themes of this year. Number one, realizing how much of a people pleaser I am. <laughs> I think I knew that, but even just people pleasing in the concept of I can position myself to show a side of you, so to show a side of me that I know you're going to approve of versus a different side of me that you might not. Um, and that's been something I'm really working through. And, and I think it's culminated or it's been in tandem with I can be okay if other people aren't okay around me. And saying that makes me want to cry right now because I've had to face um, I'm not going to get into his personal business, but I've had to face a lot of things happening in my relationship of him not being okay physically, emotionally, and complete. And just for the record, I don't mean just like he's having a rough day or he's, I'm talking like big life things that have happened that I've had to just sit back and go, I love you and I can be okay even if you're not okay. And one of the things he told me through the whole ordeal and he still tells me is like, I need you to take care of yourself. I need you to. And, and really what it came down to at the core was I can't be OK if you're not OK. So I feel like that's a 
that's the way I learned the lesson and on a very personal level. And now I'm having to learn it with different people, even honestly texting me or DMing me or calling me concerned about where I'm going spiritually or what I believe and having to be okay with them not being okay and have it because in reality what's happening is some, and I'm not saying I'm handling everything perfectly. I'm so not because it's one of my biggest triggers to like, you know, have this kind of jazz half or it's one of my biggest triggers to disappoint people. I don't like that. Um, but having to just be like, Hey, this is pushing a button for you. This is hard for you. Change is hard for people to watch. And, but I can be okay within myself and still show up and love myself. So I don't know if I feel like, and this might really get into even us talking about some of the disappointments or having these high expectations of myself. I don't feel like that's something I've, I've, it's, that's done. Like, I feel like that's a process that it, there's more layers that are happening to it. And um, so I think one of the places I do think I really learned it is within my person was in my relationship. And even within my family and my friends, like I've been more okay with my family and friends not being okay and me being okay. And now I'm realizing I have to learn that on a macro level with society and people and people. And you'd think that would be easier, but for me, it's really not because I have this really big button of feeling misunderstood. So if you're not in my world and you don't understand and you haven't seen my process, I am really afraid of hurting you, pushing a button, being that trigger. And, and also people that are my friends that are not in my daily life. So that I don't just mean like the mass public. I also just mean people that aren't, haven't been in this journey with me day to day. And yeah, I feel like I went into a lot of different directions, but that feels like a big theme of 2019 for me I feel like I resonate 100% with being afraid of not being understood like that is such a big trigger for me as well I'm so afraid that if I communicate myself the person won't understand like I won't communicate it in the way that I want to it'll come across completely different and they won't understand and that is so Mm -hmm. I I get you girl (laughs) I get you yeah And I feel like we, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to launch into a way that I've seen you grow. Did you want to touch? Oh, love that. No, let's, I think that's good. Let's launch. Yeah. I think watching you over the last year, I can't pick one thing. So I'm just going to highlight a couple things because that's just, my brain was like, I can't think of one thing. There's so many areas that Victoria has grown in. And when I first met you, you took on so much on your plate. And you didn't know how to balance and take care of yourself and be like a normal human. (laughs) You would just, you had like five different jobs. Like, not that you didn't have fun. It's not like you didn't enjoy yourself, but I would see you doing a lot more than you needed to. And I feel like this year you have definitely scaled back and even up-leveled in what you did that was in alignment with you. So I know you did waitressing, which I have no nothing against waitressing. And I know it was probably a great lesson for you. But when you transition into your next job, I was like, oh, she's getting in alignment with what her soul is here to do. And so I've seen you take more and more steps towards things that light you up and that are in alignment with your purpose rather than just trying to make money. And even 
in your relationship, I have seen you communicate on another level, allow yourself to be crazy, messy, and still be loved. I've seen you open yourself up to going deeper rather than just staying like, because it's hard to go from friendship to dating someone when you've been friends for so long. So the way that you let your heart really go into that and connect, you've grown so much in intimacy with him, within yourself, even in our friendship. I think it helped us connect on a deeper level. So those are the couple things that I've seen you grow in. That's, thank you. Those I wanted to say one thing you said about the overloading my plate. It, I, and I was like, wait, I do that now. But the thing that's different that I thought about when you were talking was that it's not coming from a people pleaser place. Right. Used to, when I was loading up my plate, it was so I didn't have to disappoint anybody. And now it's way less so about that. It's way more so about, which it, it was funny, Laura and I had a conversation the other night just about I'm a manifesting generator. Gosh, we need to do a human design episode. That needs to be like yes. very soon. Um, but I'm a manifesting generator, which means I can wear lots of hats. I can have lots of jobs. I can do lots of things. So even like what I do for this podcast is a lot. And for, honestly, for the most part, I really do enjoy it because it's lots of my different talents. But what happens in that is if you're out of alignment, all of a sudden you're doing all those things for other people and you're doing it to earn relationships. So that's what Laura is talking about. Like what she saw me in was that energy. So I never felt like I was doing enough. And also the people I was doing things for, it was a far, it was not everybody, but overall it was a lower vibration, meaning it was more stressed. It was more anxiety versus even like the voice studio that I teach at now, such a high vibrational place. Like, I love working there. Shout out to Roots Academy. Love, love Franklin, Tennessee. If you guys have <laughs> totally just selling my studio, but it really is just such a beautiful place. And we're just treated so, 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 so well. And I love getting to teach there. But just even shifting that of like, I can be at that studio every, almost every day of the week because it lights me up. So I think that's a it just was interesting hearing you say that. I was like, okay, this has shifted, but I don't feel like I used to feel. Now I'm excited to get up, not like, oh, yeah, I have all these things. Well, even your body issues and some of the health stuff that you had gone through, like, I, I mean, I haven't heard you talk about it. I don't know if you're still struggling with a lot of it, but you had a lot of stuff going on, like pain in your body, health stuff that you realized. And I feel like you even owned that aspect in a lot of areas. Not that you have it fully figured out, but you started being more intentional with the way that you ate, the way that you took care of yourself. Like I remember you going through a season of like, I'm just going to learn how to take care of myself. Like I'm a parent to myself and making meals and trying recipes. And even that was a huge sign of growth of like, I'm going to put myself first. I'm not going to constantly just try to please everyone else. I'm going to find how to meet my own needs first and let it be an overflow. Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, I want to say that some of the places I've seen you grow, and I also can't just pick one. I think your ability to have hard conversations and also have, like, I think you've always been good at having hard conversations with people. Like, in fact, I think you're really great at it. And like, you will have a conversation with somebody if you need to, but there's a lot more softness 
to it now. Like, I feel like you don't have as much of a, I feel like, I know you say like, you're always worried about being misunderstood, but I feel like you've made more peace with the fact that people might or misunderstand you. And that's just part of it because we all read things through our own filters. So even having conversations with you that feel a little bit more difficult or even hearing you have conversations with other people, there's more receptiveness to you now. That's true. And I think that's, and even though that might not seem like a big thing, I think that's massive for everyone because I think in reality, even though, oh, that's just conversations to me, that's a sign of so much other work. Because if you're willing to be in a hard argument or not even an argument, just a hard conversation with somebody and stay soft and stay tender and be like, I'm getting triggered up. I need to get present up. Like that takes a, that's like the ultimate test of how you've been taking care of yourself, how you've been letting go of control. So I think I'm more like highlighting like a place of my, a marker of growth for you, I think is that because I mean, I hate those types of conversations and I, yeah, I've just seen you really grow in that. Definitely letting go of control. I mean, the amount, like Laura, I feel like scanned over it a little, skimmed over it. Your whole life, it's so funny. You said something about drowning or water and I was like, yeah, your whole life this year, like the flood, then snow is a different form of water. Like she, guys, she was, I don't know if you may have mentioned this in an episode, but you were flooded out of your apartment during Pisces season. I might add, like you were flooded out of it. And then you were trying and she moved and guys, it was like, and then moving to a different city to where your boyfriend is and like not, and even just that decision of like, Am I moving for him? Am I moving for me? And just you have been pushed out of your comfort zone, not just like nudged, just literally flooded out of your comfort zones. And then when you've like tried to, I mean, you've sold a business like for somebody. And I know that we talked about this the other night, like you have that Taurus moon. So there is a resistance to change and not growth, growth everybody likes growth. It's just the uncomfortable part of growth that you don't love, which is that shedding and letting go and moving on and all that stuff. And you do it really, really well for somebody that doesn't like it, by the way, like really well, but you have had your whole life, like demolished from what, I mean, and we look at, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's doing so great. She has all these things, but that's the growth that's taken place. But if we just look at what you've lost this year and what you've let go of, your world has been literally demolished. Yeah, 100%. And you've handled it with grace. You've handled it with like, and even just, oh my gosh, I know we've had so many talks, like even just conversations where like you've recognized and owned parts of yourself of like, this is how I am. This is rather than nitpicking yourself to death, rather than thinking there's something wrong with you all the time. And, and, you know, that's been a process that we've both kind of had to come out of, but I've just seen you grow and just your mindsets around, you know, money and relationships and being willing to, cause I think one of the things about you that I've seen you grow in a lot is, this is the last thing I'll say, I feel like I'm just having a party is <laughs> Um, I wanted to do this cause I thought like, this is actually really good for people. You, we need to be noticing places that 
our people around us are growing. Yeah. Because not only is it encouraging, but it's also a sign of like we're mirrors of each other. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to notice the growth that the people in your world are making and focus on that and see that as like encouragement and encourage them because it's helpful for it. Like me talking to you about your strengths is given and your growth is giving me so much life and lighting me up so much right now. Mm. The generator podcast. <laughs> um, but the last thing I'll say is your willingness to, feel out a process and not have to arrive at a destination, I think has been a huge place I've seen you grow. And just being like, okay, like I heard something and I won't go into what it was, but I heard you say something about something a few weeks ago and you're like, well, it's good right now. And I like where it's going. And that's all I'm worried about. And I was like, wow, you would not have said that a year ago. (laughs) Like no you way. would have been like, I need to figure out what's going on, what this is going to look like, what this is, you know, and this is one of the things I said when to my boyfriend, we first started dating and we did transition from friends to dating. The statement was, are you having fun? Great. Let's just keep doing this until it stops being fun. And in reality, I think that's how we all should be making most of the decisions of our lives, but we don't. And when I say stops being fun, that doesn't mean doesn't get hard. That doesn't mean you're not facing a challenge because we do have to grow past. But if it's not like that's all you need to see is, is this fun for me? Am I enjoying this? Are there aspects of this I enjoy? Getting on a rabbit trail. But yeah, those are all the things that are a lot. Some of the things that I've seen that I've seen you really grow in this year. I love that. I think we should always do this. <laughs> I feel so encouraged and so seen and so understood and loved that you are calling out so many things. It's actually funny because I, I did journal out a lot of the things that I've grown in the last year, but the way that you just articulated it helped me like see it in a picture, you know, that started here, middle here, end here. Like I felt like you touched on all of the things that happened over this last year that just helped me see, oh yeah, like a lot of people are looking at where I'm at now and going, wow, look at you. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't see (laughs) the last, well, several years that I've been developing, but the last year, how much I had to give up and lose in order to get to this place of alignment with myself. I had to let go of a lot of things. I had to process a lot of things. I had to grieve a lot of things and it was not easy. I hit a rock bottom and now I'm thriving in a lot of areas that make my heart come alive, but it didn't just happen. And I always like, every time I see someone that just takes off in life, I'm like, I want to know the behind the scenes story because no one ever just blooms out of nowhere. Like that doesn't happen. So I think it is important that even as we're growing this podcast, that we are having these conversations of where we've been and where we're at now, because it's important for people to be encouraged. Like you're in the middle of your story right now. So it's okay if it looks messy and you don't have clarity, you don't have vision and you're going into 2020 confused. I know a lot of people are talking about 2020 is vision. Okay. If you don't have clarity, give yourself some grace, take a step back, Look at where you've come, let it throw you forward in momentum instead of feeling like you have to have it all figured out or if you're not thriving because you're at this age of 30 or whatever, (laughs) like just have grace on yourself because we're all in the middle of our story and you can't compare your story to our story. Yeah. 
And I think that really does. Well, first of all, I like that we're starting this podcast when we're still very much in process. I think we're all all in process, but I do think that a lot of times people will start processes when they have these thriving businesses or these really large audiences. And it's like, well, yeah, you can be happy now. Yeah. But I like that we're starting this kind of, we're, we're very much still in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about one more thing and then we're going to take a little break because we're in forts. But we're going to talk about, and we kind of touched on this, but just the those disappointments that, you know, Maybe you haven't lived up to where you thought you were going to be or whatever. So we're just going to dive in and touch on that a little bit. Dive in and touch both things. (laughs) One of the things that I tell my clients oftentimes is to, and I actually just said this a couple minutes ago, but if you feel frustrated or disappointed or like you're not, you feel stuck. I hear that a lot. Clients are like, I feel stuck. I'm like, eh not true. (laughs) And if you say that, then you will feel that way. But it's important to take a step back and look at where you've come from and celebrate. So even in this podcast, Victoria and I have been intentional with celebrating milestones. Because when you celebrate, you're building momentum and you're actually giving yourself permission to kind of ground in that space. Like, oh, look at how far I've come. I'm grounding in this place. I'm appreciating where I'm at. I'm in gratitude. And that allows me to go to the next thing instead of feeling like I'm running and then I get burned out. So the celebration allows you to breathe and ground and and take like a, a little rest in that moment. So that's something that I tell my clients. If And especially for anyone that is struggling with coming out of 2019, you maybe had goals or intentions you set at the beginning of the year that you haven't accomplished go back and look at the areas where you did grow. Maybe your goal was one thing, but you actually accomplished something entirely different. That is worthy of celebration. And I also say your heart knows what it needs and is right on time. So if you didn't accomplish that goal that you set, you may have not been, you you may have not needed to accomplish that this year. It might've, the focus might've needed to be somewhere else. And so allowing yourself to evolve, to let go of control, to give yourself permission to just celebrate whatever growth came out of this year and feel like you're doing enough just as you are. Yeah. And I think a really good thing also to touch on that is that a lot of times we think that because we're going in a direction that feels so contrary to where we want to go, that we're not making progress. But a lot of times that that forward momentum and where we are trying to go requires a sharp turn. It requires things, you know, that's, that's expansion and purging. That's, and a lot of times, like we were talking about that even the other day within the podcast that like every time we grow and I was telling Laura that like, cause we just put ourselves on Spotify and I was like, okay, well, we put ourselves on Spotify and then all of a sudden it got taken down off Apple iTunes and, or just iTunes. And because the file thing and blah, blah, blah. But I thought, oh, that's a really great example. But then what happened is I had to research and figure out like, okay, Spotify takes this type of file. iTunes takes this. If I want them on both, what do I have to do? And before I had no idea what file I was uploading. It was just whatever file that our uh, Podbean, which is the the podcasting God platform that we use, 
just whatever one it would take. And so now, and I know that's kind of a dumb example, but it's a really clear example of I learned more because we expanded and then it felt like there was a halt. It felt like there was like, okay, great. So now we can't, now it's not anywhere. (laughs) Now I'm getting messages from people being like, the third episode isn't even up. And y'all, like, I was so careful to make sure literally I was at midnight, I pushed publish because I wanted it to go. I also found a button that I could push publish later and schedule it, which I will now use in the future, (laughs) but I didn't know that button existed. (laughs) So, but that's a really good example. So I was telling Laura, like, Hey, every time we put this somewhere, every time we do this, we're going to run into some bumps along the way because we're going to find things that aren't, and that's good. That's growth. That's, positive. So just keep that in mind too. There may, and you know, going in, I'm going to talk about one of my own personal, like quote unquote disappointments. And it's actually something that Laura said that she saw me grow in. So I thought, wow, this is funny. One of the things that you said I was growing in was like taking care of myself. And that's my intention for 2020, because I've realized I started the year focusing on taking care of myself. And then I had some stuff. I gotten, honestly, I got into a relationship and the balance of his needs and my needs and just money and finances and stress. And there was something else that happened health wise that threw everything off and job changes and things that happen. And all of a sudden my health took a backseat. What I was eating has taken a huge backseat and I've been using food to numb for the past four months. And y'all, this is just total transparency. I've gained like 20 pounds in four months. Now, praise the sweet Lord, baby Jesus. I am somebody that can gain weight and I can still wear all my clothes. I don't know how. I can gain 20 pounds and I probably won't have to change. I'm right at the, I'm at the precipice, by the way. I, all of my pants are very tight right now. But, but I'm saying that to say that like, Some people, if they gain five pounds, their pants are going to be super tight. So I didn't notice and I don't weigh myself every day. So I went to the doctor today and I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of weight that and I can feel it. I can feel it in my body. I've been noticing it a little bit in pictures, but I've struggled with my weight since I was a kid. Like I've always had this, you know just body issue shame. I know a lot of women have, but I've, I mean, I remember going on a diet at nine and, you know, in my twenties, I've been trying to figure out like what is taking care of my body and what is vanity and what is, you know, and being in a relationship that brings up a whole new slew of insecurities with your body. And, you know, that's been a really beautiful thing to get to explore. And part of me was like, Maybe I needed to gain 20, 25, it's between 20 and 25. I don't know exactly, but somewhere in there, maybe I needed to gain this weight to see that I can be loved at this weight and see that, but now they mean that's what my body needed to do. Maybe I needed to learn how to feel sexy when I'm not a size four or even a size six. Like maybe I need to learn that lesson and I'm like, okay, I've learned it. And now my body is like, I don't feel good. I don't, I don't have a lot of energy. I don't like the food you're putting in me. I am starting to have like, like blisters on my skin and I know, and breaking out. And I just don't do that. And I know a lot of it's been like the holidays and just the extras kind of push me over the edge. 
But I think even just seeing that, like, that feels like a huge disappointment that like I'm ending a deck, I'm ending a year in worse shape than I was at the beginning of the year. But even just taking that a step, just take stepping back and being like, I have so much compassion because in reality, yeah, I was taking care of myself at the beginning of the year, but I was taking care of myself by myself in a secluded area. And I was, I mean, I could be very controlled over what I ate, when I ate, when I worked out because I didn't, I worked for myself. I didn't have a set schedule. I didn't have this other person that I was spending so much of my time with that I'm thinking about what he wants to eat or when, you know, he has time to see me and, so that that's growth. So that growth actually like, oh, I, and I've wanted a relationships with even him specifically for a very long time. So I grow and I have this relationship and therefore this other thing that I feel like I mastered now feels like I'm failing again. But it's just another level because it's one thing to take care of yourself by yourself. It's another thing to take care of yourself in a relationship when you have, and then when I have kids, I'm going to have to learn that lesson then. So expansion will feel, it can feel like we're going backwards when in reality, it's just like, well, if that was a place, if that was kind of a stunted area of growth already, it makes sense that when, you know, I'm using my hands, you guys can't even see, I don't know why I'm doing that. But when there's movement forward, that's going to have to, it all of a sudden, it feels like that's behind because maybe that takes a little bit more time to grow. So that is a very long disappointment train, but I that's that is probably my biggest disappointment of my life, like consistently as my body. And so just looking at that and then there's a lot of other that I think just is the most vulnerable one and honest and everyone does new year's resolutions with diet and their bodies and but just seeing that and that's okay. That's okay. And but even figuring out how is disappointment actually potentially growth, I think is a really good thing to try to look at. That was actually gonna be the thing that I touched on. So I'm I love that you shared this story because it's so important that we define success for ourselves. It can be so easy to take on society's structure of success. But the reason Victoria's in a hopeful place in this situation was because she redefined what success looked like for her with her body. That is the key to feeling empowered, to feeling momentum and at peace within yourself and feeling like you're gaining something is you get to decide what success looks like for you, no matter how big or small it is, no matter what other people are doing. And if you compare your view of success to someone else, you're going to come up short. It's because we all need to have our own definition. We can't look to someone else to tell us, oh, losing 10 pounds is success. Like, no, you have to come up with, nobody else has lived the last year like Victoria has. So their body hasn't been through that situation and did what it did, needed to cope, needed to, you know, find its balance in that season. And so it is important that she looks at how far she's come, has compassion, validates it, and also goes, okay, now that I've learned this lesson, I'm going to shift gears. I'm going to shift my intention, but I'm still going to see this season as success. I'm not going to let it be a disappointment or I now need to punish myself 
to get into losing weight or punish myself for doing, you know, eating to comfort myself. It's never going to help you. <laughs> and Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was just about to touch on that, that my reaction to it this time was so different than what it would have been. And I came home and I was like, truthfully, I need to move. I need to physically, because I quit the gym that I go to because I don't like the energy there. And every time I'd go there, I felt bad about myself. And I was like, I really like yoga. And I was just trying to cut money this year. And that was a place I decided to cut because I was like, it's not, this isn't a good environment. And so I was like, I can do yoga. That's the thing I really love. So, and I just haven't been doing it. Let's just be honest. That's what's been going on. And then today I came home and I was like, my first thought was like, I bet there's like a yoga for weight loss. And then I was saw first one that popped up was yoga for transitions. And I was like, ugh, that's what I need to do. And it was such a good workout. It moves so much energy out of my body and just not going in with this, I need to fix the problem, but going in with an energy of I'm trying to take care of myself. And this weight gain is just a sign that I haven't done a great job at that. I love that. I am over here like screaming inside. Yes. Like if people can get this perspective, then they can feel successful in any season. If they can just see how to shift the energy and let it you know, cause that's the thing. Like you didn't, you're not going and going, okay, I have to lose this weight. You're like, how can I meet myself where I'm at right now and love myself and tune in and move all of this out? So it's the opposite of punishment. And that is when your body, when you, when you do something from a place of self-love, there's going to be a, not only different energy, but even I think greater, um, not transition transformation, because you're doing it from a place of I'm on your team body. I'm not fighting against you. I'm not trying to like bully you into change. I'm on your team. We're together. We're hand in hand. And that goes a lot farther. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. That. Thank you for sharing so vulnerably on your process. I think that that is going to resonate so well with so many people. Yeah. And guys, come follow my journey on my personal Instagram. I'm going to not necessarily document like this is what I'm eating and this is what I'm doing, but just my emotional process with it because I posted a video about it today and I've gotten so much feedback and people being like, I needed to hear this. I needed to see this. So I am going to do a get my take care of myself challenge, quote unquote, for the next three to four months and the whole year. But I'm going to like really focus on it for the next three to four months and I don't know if people always are like, I am at the heavy part, some of the heaviest I've ever been right now. And I want people to see how you can love yourself in the before, because I'm going to be in the before again, I promise you, because this is a way that I cope with pain. I hope I don't, I hope I don't get here, but food has always been a comfort coping. It's my first one I learned. I learned, I used it as a kid after my dad died. And that is so scary saying on a podcast, but it's, it's just the truth. And I'm still lovable in the midst of that. So even owning that, I, my emotional eaters out there, I'm with you and I love you and we're in this together. So come follow me and hopefully get some encouragement. Um, Laura, did you have anything that else that you wanted to talk about disappointment and transitions before we hit a break? No, I think just be cautious that you aren't 
comparing your efforts to someone else. And I, uh, something that I focus on and actually Victoria talked about me having victory in this and growing in this is I have switched my mindset from in some areas, I'm not saying in total, <laughs> I haven't arrived in all the areas, <laughs> arrived. but I'm being modest. <laughs> I try to rein myself into just looking at today and having, and, and focusing on the grace that I have today. And actually Victoria said this to me, I don't know, a couple weeks back, she said, trust future Laura will have the solutions and the perspective that she needs to handle that situation. Because one of my ways of control is future tripping. It's like coming up with the solution or the outcome or what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like. And that helps me feel a sense of peace. So I have been focusing on, I only have grace for today. So how can I become more present and, and really lean into what I have that I can not accomplish, but um, focus on and instead of going, okay, here's, I, I'm trying to lose, you know, 20 pounds this year. Okay. Let's not focus on the 20 pounds as the goal right now. Let's just go, how can I create better habits? Like, let's take the first step. What is today's step? How can I focus on that instead of trying to come up with the whole thing? It's overwhelming. It's, it's why people sign up for the gym and then they go for like a month and then they stop. Because they're they have such a high expectation that they just burn out if they don't meet it right away. So I think it's important to look at what do you have control over today? How can you love your body today? How can you find victory in this day and show up for yourself fully? And then let tomorrow worry about itself. And then have grace on the days that you don't show up for yourself. And I'm going to add one more thing because I loved everything you said. I'm hearing the control freaks out there be like, but I'll never get to the goal. So here's what I would suggest for you guys. And I've told Laura this and I do this and I tell my clients this. If you are somebody that is goal focused and you have to look at the goal and you're worried about the outcome, set a time every month that you will look at the goal. If you're worried about like how your relationship's going to work out or how you're like, because it is important to be like, okay, am I in a line? Am I moving in the direction that I want to go in? like that's really important to look at because if we don't ever do that, that's when we can end up going in a totally crazy direction and not, or just changing our goal. And it's okay to change your goal. It's okay to change your intention, but are you consciously changing it? But set, if you're somebody mm -hmm. that every day you're obsessing with losing, I, I think weight's just an easy way of doing it, but like obsessing about like, I need to lose 20 pounds. I need to lose 20 pounds. I need to lose 20 pounds. Set a marker for once a month. I actually do have that goal. I want to lose 20 pounds in the next three months. That's the goal. I think I actually said 24, but 20 pounds in the next three months, which is healthy and doable and all the things. And my body drops weight really well when I'm being intentional about it. Um, but I'm not going to worry about that. And exactly like Laura said, that's what I did. I was like, hey, this is the intention. But in reality, that means I need to lose about seven pounds a month. Okay, that means I need to lose about a pound and a half a week. Okay, that's really doable. A pound and a half a week. What do I need to do today? What do I need to do even right this second? What do I need to do? You know, am I making small choices towards that? 
And that's, I think weights just, and I know we've all heard this, but guys like apply this to everything, have a check-in that you do once a month or once every two weeks. If you're building a business, do that. Like Laura and I have check-ins pretty consistently talking about the podcast, not every day. Now we might do something about the podcast every day, but the growth and where it's going, we talk about it like once a week right now because we need that momentum and we need that to help us go forward. But it's important to do that because if not, if we just were like, la, 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 and on our merry way in three months, this podcast might be in a totally different direction and that's fine, but it's that conscious. Are we being conscious and aware as we're making those day-to-day choices? And that's, that's the pairing. So if you're somebody that's a control freak, I would say focus on today. (laughs) If you're somebody and set it, set a time, set a time six weeks out, make it uncomfortable though. Don't make it once a week. That's, that's too easy. Make it a little uncomfortable And then, yeah, just shifting your everyday. You'll get a lot more accomplished that way and you'll feel a lot less shame. And you, and again, combining it with that idea of redefining success, you're going to just set yourself up really, really well. Okay, great. So Awesome. This has been super fun. We're going to take a little break. And then after the break, we're going to talk about honestly moving forward. So we've been talking about 2019. We've been talking about places we've grown and kind of even how to pivot. And now we're going to talk about moving forward. So we're going to hit on our personal intentions for 2020. We're going to hit on the energies of 2020 and what that looks like. Maybe even look at the energies of 2019 to compare them a little bit. And then we're going to talk about our vision for this podcast in 2020 and moving forward. So please stick around and go have a pee break, whatever you got to do. And we'll see you back here in a few. I think my first one, (laughs) my intention is to get grounded because we've been talking about how this last year for me has been crazy. My apartment flooded. I bounced from place to place and I really want to get grounded and find, and basically nest. I want to (laughs) nest. I want to nest. I want to get grounded. I want to have a home that I can create an atmosphere. And really the idea of that is not just for me to feel grounded, but I love creating spaces for people. And it's really on my heart to have retreats, healing retreats for women. And so it will go hand in hand. I'll have my own beautiful home that I love and I create an atmosphere, but I'll also use it as a retreat center at times to be able to bring deeper healing to my clients and to those of you that are listening once we branch out and do more things with retreats. So that that's definitely one of my intentions is like, I am going to get set up for success in that area. Now, I don't know if I'm going to get a home this year, but I'm at least going to take steps towards it. And that's kind of the idea of what I was saying in intention. I'm, I'm free flowing with it, but that is the direction I'm going to put my energy towards. What about you, Vic? Um, well, I was looking, I'm not going to lie. I was looking at your chart because all of a sudden it hit me that you're a Taurus moon and we've been going through a Uranus transit, Uh um, in Taurus. And I was like, oh, I wonder where her moon is. And it's at three degrees of Taurus and Uranus right now is at two degrees and it's coming in and it's a slow moving planet. But for you, but Taurus energy is so concerned with like home and feeling settled. So 
that energy, Taurus going or Uranus going into Taurus just shook life up for you for sure. Mm -hmm. Also, it's in your third house. So it's a little bit about communication too. Um, your moon's in your third house, but it's really shaking up that like home for you yeah. since it probably went into it and, but it's going to get more and more. But the thing about Uranus is it's not here. It's not like Pluto. Pluto is like death and rebirth. Uranus is like changing and shifting. So a lot of times you'll get into the place you want to be in really, really fast with Uranus energy. It just, but it's interesting that it's like Uranus and Taurus and all these things. So, and also fun fact, the fact that Uranus has been in Taurus like collectively for the past bit is why in the past couple of years, it's why we've had so much progress and change when it comes to food and how we're consuming food because Taurus is about food. So we're really looking at what we're putting in our bodies and even like innovations in vegan alternatives and gluten-free alternatives. There's just been a big shift in food and how we're seeing food. And we'll continue to see that. And we'll actually have a lot of um, technological evolution and moving forward as it stays in Taurus. And even the way we're living, like tiny houses, that's a Taurus thing um, because it rolls home anyway. And the way we're making our money. That's also Taurus. Okay, sorry. Um, but just throwing that out there. I just love doing that. Um, my intentions for the year is, I said earlier, it's taking better care of myself. That's a huge one for me. And when I say that, like, self-care, yes. Like, But I really want to physically work on it. Because I think I'm pretty good at emotionally taking care of myself. Not always, but I think that physically that's the place where I kind of go off the, and it's just honestly, cause I'm just not a super grounded person consistently. And if you looked at my chart, you'd be like, that doesn't make any sense, but it's because I have so much trauma and I've been, I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart, which is earth energy, but because I've had so much trauma in my life, I live out of my body. I live in my moon. I live in Libra a lot. I live in the air space. So really getting, and I think honestly, even just today in the process with my body, I am seeing that weight gain is a way that my body gets att my attention. And cause I can power through a lot of pain, but weight gain, I'm like, Oh, okay. Something's happening. Um, so I think just taking better physical care of myself, even from, and it's so funny how when you start putting out intentions, the universe helps you. So I'm going to be doing things. And I think, that, oh, maybe that's a great way of like an intention is like, I want to do this. Everybody come help me. Universe, people, everything. So it's really cool because I, I set an intention of like, just to, yeah, taking better care of myself. But I had been setting in, of like, saying over and over, what do adults wear for pajamas? Guys, I post this on social media like once a month and I talk to my boyfriend about it constantly and I'm constantly like shopping for pajamas and I'm like, they're all ugly. And then this year at Christmas, everything and just take rest in general. I've been trying to put more intention towards it. Everything his family got me was around, was around rest and pajamas. His mom got me a pair of slippers, like moccasin slippers. Caleb got me a pair of like L.L. Bean really nice slippers. They got me pajamas and robes and like this really nice CBD Aww. lotion. And it was just all around like his uh, brother's girlfriend got me. They 
his brother and brother's girlfriend got me like a candle and chocolates and tea and like just all about trying to relax and get back into your body because when you're in a lot of stress you know and even just something as simple as buying having nice pajamas to wear instead of my boxers and camp t-shirts is just energetically so helpful so you know that intention for me is just honestly to just continue to focus on my physical body whereas that's what I'm putting on it if that's what I'm putting in it if that's how I'm treating it and how I'm moving it. And even just things like one of this is kind of, I have my Uranus conjuncting my son. So I'm a little accident prone and I run into things a lot. And I'm a little like, I have these like bursts of genius. I also have these bursts of insanity. So I'll like run into a wall, run in. So I have lots of bruises and stuff on my body from that. And I am setting an intention to be more careful with my physical body because I do tend to treat honestly all physical things. I'm kind of rough on like shoes, cars, my own body. I just am not always paying attention. So being grounded, being in my body, huge intention for this year. I love those. Yeah. Do you have any more you wanted to add? I mean, I have so many. (laughs) Why don't you just read your list? You don't even have to get into all of them. I just liked hearing your list earlier. I thought it was fun. Great. And I also was like midway as you're telling your intentions. I was like, oh, wow, these are this is going to be on a recording. (laughs) This is going to be so fun to listen to 2021 and what I came through and a great opportunity to have compassion on myself if I don't. (laughs) Anyways, so I already said that I want to buy my first home and that I want to do retreats. That is like my highest priority has been for the last several months. So I'm leaning into that. And I want to travel more and speak and inspire and help people awaken to their own internal powerful voice. That is like the, that's the train I'm on right now is how can I help people connect to their inner guidance system, their higher self so that they can become empowered instead of buying into this mentality that we need to go to a guru or a shaman or someone to give us perspective on our lives. The next thing is I want a new car and this leads into being a Taurus. I love being bougie as fuck. I love it. I love bougie cars. I love bougie clothing. So I want a new car. I want to upgrade in that area. And I want to get more in touch with my spiritual giftings and my power because I am, I'm partially in tune with them. Partially is probably not a great word. I am in tune with them, but I want to get greater language and clarity and even have some support on how to bring protection around when I use my energy and healing and all of that because it can be draining. I want to become more financially stable and have money in my bank account to do the things that my intuition say to do instead of needing to build like a whole new um income for that, just having the ease and the flow of money in my bank account to move when I feel like I need to move. I want to heal more my generational wounds and my own personal wounds so that I can become more free and be able to pass that on to other people and my kids. I want to have more adventures that birth greater joy in my life. Like my life is meant to be like, I am in the direction of adventuring. That is the goal of my life. That's my purpose to adventure. And so I want to find more joy in that and feel more free in that. 
And I want to love deeper and grow in intimacy and support with my relationship with Erickson so that we can expand in our power in greater ways through loving each other. So those are some of the things I wrote down. I love those. I kind of want to shoot some of mine now because I was like, oh, I think we both need to do this. Okay. I want to start doing astrological readings, like not full-time. Actually, yeah, full-time. I want to start doing readings for people. I do them. I actually have a reading in a few minutes. I do them, but I would like my schedule to fill up more with that. Um, I want to get out. I have an intention of getting out of debt this year. That's a really big one for me. I really do want to get better. I already said like taking care of my body, not putting so much energy towards what other people think. I do. I don't know if I really want to travel all that much this year, to be completely honest, unless it is for speaking or doing retreats or things like that. That feels fun to me. Um, I, yeah, I think a lot of mine have to do with, I do, a lot of mine have to do with the podcast. So we're going to get into that a bit later, but, um, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm so in the moment. I'm so like a, what I'm doing right now person that, oh, one intention, I really want to develop, um, courses for people to start doing. (laughs) So that's a big one. What did you think I was going to say? Horses? Yeah, I heard you say horses. horses. And I, was like, so I want to develop horses. I've never done that, but I think that'd be fun. Um, and I've said this for a while, but I do want to start performing again. I think that's something that my heart's really missed and like singing and playing and all that kind of jazz. So those are my intentions. Of course, I do want to strengthen my relationship with my lovely boyfriend, but I don't know if I need to set an intention for that. That just one kind of seems to be rolling on its own. But yeah, more more connection, even in that, safer. I love those. I also was like, as you were saying the courses, I was like, it's funny. I forgot to mention that I want to grow my clientele. <laughs> That's like literally my business, but I didn't even have that on my list. But it is a huge priority to grow my community with the women that I'm investing into. So I had to put that out there on the podcast because that is the direction I'm headed. I want to grow my capacity to meet with more people and have a more condensed, impactful session and have as many people as I want to meet with. I don't want there to be like, I'm trying to get clients. I want there just to be an easy, energetic flow. The right people come in at the right time the energy exchange, not even our energy and conversation, but even financially is an equal exchange that there's a lot of flow with that as well. Oh, I'm also going to add this last one because I just heard my little subconscious was like, or Uh my little higher self was like, yo, you didn't say this. I am doing what I'm calling intuitive branding and I really want to grow that. So that. I will get into in another episode, but basically I'm helping people brand and build their business from a place of intuition. And I want to start doing that more. And part of the reason I think I've been like kind of a little hesitant with that is because it's, I think it's a little scary to me that I think it kind of scares me that I could like help people create these huge things. It feels a little intimidating to me. But you're actually phenomenal and very gifted at it. And I've seen personally how much it's, it's helped me, but also with other people that you've helped that you're, you get 
for those of you out there, you get a lot through those sessions with her. Like it's not just one aspect. She kind of gives you like a whole bundle and sets you up fully for success on your plan, your goal, your branding, all of it. I think, yeah, it actually scares me how powerful it is. It little, it, it, it's a little intimidating because it, I think it's, it's this really intense energy that I could see somebody like using and anchoring and launching really quickly. And sometimes, I mean, this is how we've launched this podcast. I mean, it's been kind of a rough format of it, but I mean, that's how, I mean, we sat there and we're like, okay, the colors, do you feel the colors? Do you feel the title? Do you feel this? I mean, that's how we launched this. And that's why it's so cohesive. It's not because we had this strategic brand person. It's yeah, you are, you excel at that. And that, like you just said, that's why the podcast is the way it is. You guys, she is the mastermind. I'm not saying I don't do anything. I am definitely a part of this, but she is such a driving force of perspective and structure and her intuition and her vision and the experience she's had. She's very well-rounded in that. So that is why this podcast looks so beautiful and is such quality is because of her skills that she brings to the table. Thanks. Which is an interesting transition into the energetics of 2020. Because one of the things, so I'm going to just talk about the astrological things and then I'm going to, we can just kind of jump in and talk about like overall energies we're kind of feeling for the year. Um, Astrologically speaking, even coming out of 2019, well, it's, and I talked about, I've talked about this in other episodes, but this Capricorn energy that is building and building and building and building. And that is this pressurized energy of making us feel like we have to have things figured out. We have to have structures in place. We have to. And I'm on the school of thought. There's plenty of people that are like, well, it's just an energy. It'll pass. But it's here for a reason. So I'm on the school of thought of like, let's use this energy to move forward. What that also can mean, because we have Pluto and Capricorn, we have Jupiter, we have, and I've gone through all this. But what's also happening, which is a bigger theme, is that structures are coming down. And that is structures within religion, it's structures within the government, it's structures within even our own lives, and that can feel really disconcerting and disheartening for people. So a huge reason why we're, we have this podcast, and I don't even mean like why we chose to have this podcast, but why it's coming up right now, why there's so many podcasts like it coming up right now and have been coming up, it's because we are shifting in the way that we are perceiving spirituality, God, religion, all these things. So there is this big shakeup right now and everybody is like, can feel it. And so there are several perspectives of this. One perspective is like, I've been this, like Laura and I have been feeling this like restless, like feelings about spirituality for a long time. And we've been seeing the holes and seeing the gaps. And so or like, I don't even think that's how mine started. Mine started because I started seeing things in the middle of the night and I was like, what in the world? And I was seeing grids and I was seeing geometric symbols and I was seeing all these things that I couldn't find. Like I was, and I even, and that I did, I went to a pastor, asked him about it, a very well-known respected pastor in the Christian faith. And he was like, you will not find this in Christian literature. You're going to have to look to new age literature because Christians haven't touched it yet. And so that's actually how I got into this several, several years ago. 
And it wasn't from this like even seeker play. Well, it was a seeker, but it was more like I'm being bombarded. So I don't have a, I mean, I did have a choice. I could have ignored it, but it didn't feel like I had a choice. So that's been happening. And now the other perspective of it is that these new ideas, these new thoughts, these new words, it is shaking and scaring people and it's making people feel uncomfortable. And they're like, oh my gosh, everyone's, half the people have gone off the rails. And it's not a fad. It's not just a trend that's happening. It's an energetic movement towards spirituality is becoming accessible to people. So, and that is part of that is because Capricorn energy is, it does rule structure. It does rule these man-made function, these man-made structures like government, like religion, like these things. And Pluto and Capricorn is coming in and it's blowing it up and it's shaking it up. And it's been in Capricorn since 2008. So this is not a new thing. This isn't a new, and if you if you are in the Christian world, you have seen countless speakers. All of a sudden, what? You're talking about that? You're talking about this? We thought, I mean, Rob Bell's an excellent example of somebody that, and this isn't, Rob Bell didn't all of a sudden one day come out and be like, here's all the crazy things I think. He's thought this for years and has been cultivating it, but it's coming out now. And people like him and are in this more forward spiritual thinking versus this more traditional concept. So that's happening. That's a big theme that is going to be happening over the course of this next year. That along with a really, so what 2019 has been about, it's been the solar plex year. It's been a yellow year. It's been a three year. These are all the things if they all kind of work in tandem. Um, It's been a big year of anything that you, and Laura, you said this at the beginning, Anything that you feel insecure about is getting brought to the surface because it was about letting your light shine. It was about being seen. So anything that was keeping us from being seen, any fears have been blown up. They've been confronted and energy is not in a vacuum. So that's still happening and it's still going to happen some into 2020. But what 2020 is really more about, it is about these structures coming down. It's about, but it's about growth and it's about opening up and allowing. This has been a big year of doing, even though everyone's been like, rest, sit, have your intentions. This has been a big doing year. And it, because once structures start falling, you have to create new structures. You have to create new thought patterns. You have to create different categories for things. And a lot of people don't like that. They're like, no, I have to get out of the, I got out of the old one and I don't want to do another one because that feels crappy to me. But we have to. Because otherwise, chaos is the opposite end of control. We have to create new structures. But as you're creating structures, really think about creating ones that are um, mutable and are bendable, not ones that are that are that are rooted in love and expansion and allow room for growth, rather than rooted in fear and control and trying to keep something the way it is. Because newsflash, this is like what I feel like everyone needs to just hear for 2020 nothing will ever stay the way it is. So create your structures, create your new beliefs, create whatever, and allow them to be beautiful. Allow them to be pliable because you're, you can't keep things the way they are. It's inevitable. Things will flow. So going a little bit more into this year, that's what it's, it's about letting things flow. It's about opening up. It's about connecting with others. It's a, it's a green year. It's a four year. It's a heart shocker year. This is actually a really, 
nice year as far as like getting to experience and but what I will say that we can really get into this year of and we're, we have Capricorn and Jupiter so that's going to help us a little bit but we can get a little overindulgent we can get a little bit say la vie live and let live I can spend all the money do all the things so just be aware that there is this like nurturing energy coming around which dear lord I'm so thankful for but also your structures are there to help you. So don't kill your morning practices. Don't, you need to cultivate some of these things, but cultivate them with a concept of self-care and self-love rather than performance. Just made a very long spiel. Laura? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, you basically hit on everything. I was just going to say, you can't love others until you love yourself. And because this is a heart chakra, or you can only love others to the extent you love yourself. So the heart chakra, if that's what we're going into, that is inevitable. We're going to be facing that. How do you love yourself? What does that look like? How do you self-care? How do you, and, and really, I feel like that even in my life, the more that I focus on loving myself, the more it expands me to do other things in my life, the more it allows me to connect, the more it allows me to get in alignment with myself. So if you need a goal, Set the intention to love yourself, learn how to take care of yourself and watch how other things will start to come into play naturally from that overflow of taking care of yourself. I love that. And yes, what you said, it's perfect because we can't love other people until we love ourselves and just coming yeah. back to that over and over. Um, I just got the, oh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say one more thing. I think it's important when opening your heart chakra, forgiveness is key. So, and I actually feel this really strong right now. I feel like I'm getting a download. It's so important, you guys, to look back at the areas where you have held yourself guilty or you've punished yourself or others even, not just yourself, but others. Any areas where you are holding on to disgust or hate or frustration towards yourself, it is vital that we forgive, that we lean into seeing the little kid inside, forgiving them, forgiving others so that we can move past it and open our heart. Because a lot of times when we don't have forgiveness in play, we are closed up, we are cut off, we are resentful, our heart chakra cannot be open. So if you feel like there's some hesitancy, lean into where is an area you need to forgive yourself? Where is an area you need to make peace with yourself or others or both? Because I think it, it can go hand in hand. So that's just something I wanted to stress was forgiveness is such a key to keeping your heart chakra open. Oh, I love that. I think that's so true. I think that's a great way to transition. And I, I you know, we can't force ourselves into forgiveness. Right. So it's not a matter of making ourselves, but even just letting yourself go in the process. Like, I think part of forgiveness, there's grief involved. So if you've done something shitty to yourself or to somebody else and you're kind of mad at yourself for a while and you're frustrated, that's okay. Or you're mad at somebody else for a while, that's okay. But, and that's part of healing. That's part of forget. I can't believe you did this. I can't believe you let that happen. Oh my gosh. And, and then seek to be like, okay, why, why, you know, why did you do that? Why even the other person, what could they have been thinking? What was their perspective? You know, 
I have so many friends that I talk to my friends about conflicts that happen in relationships, but when I come to them, I'm always like, help me see this person's perspective. Yeah. That's the goal. Not because, and I, I will say that, and I, I don't call and ask that until I'm done being angry, or at least I'm ready to transition out of anger. But maybe you need that like perspective on yourself. Like maybe you need somebody to help you see like why you did something you didn't love this year or why you're still making poor choices. Why, you know, so I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind in the forgiveness stream. But I love that forgiveness thing is key for sure. It is. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you forgive and you let somebody back into your totally court. like it's like when pe- when people are in relationships and their boyfriend, you know, d- let's say, for instance, they're abusive. You can forgive them without letting them back into relationship with you. Like there are steps to rebuilding trust with someone. And even with myself in areas where I have gone outside of my own integrity, I had to build trust with myself again. I had to show myself like, Hey, you can trust me. This is me like leaning into loving you and taking care of you. And so it's okay if it takes like forgiveness doesn't mean you let somebody all the way back into your, your heart center. It just means you're letting go of the attachment of anger, resentment, whatever that is, you're letting go of that in hopes to heal and get back into flow with yourself. And then after forgiveness is steps of reconciliation. I just wanted to specify that. Oh, totally. And I even think two things I want to say on that. Number one, I think that the structure thing we're talking about, like if you don't have structure and boundaries in relationship, you can't be heart open. So when we leave a year, we don't just disregard everything we learned in that year. This year was about like, structures and breaking structures and redefining structures those are important coming into a heart chakra year it's important to come because if you're not putting up healthy boundaries then you're not going to be able to stay heart open well finally before we head out head off head in wherever we're headed um sign out yeah sign out that works um we're going, I, we just kind of want to dis- discuss the intentions of this podcast and where we see it going forward in 2020. So Laura, do you, excuse me, do you want to start? Yeah. I am burping and I, hiccuping and all the things, all the energy is just moving guys. So welcome. Bless. bless. I would love to monetize this podcast, not only to help, because this is, this podcast is a lot of beautiful work. It's basically, we just took on each, Victoria and I just took on a part-time job. I think I took on a full-time job. She took on a (laughs) full-time job. I took on a part-time job. And it is a lot more work than you're just hearing the recording. So with that being said, it is a value for me to monetize it, to, to offset some of the pressure and the energy and time we're putting into it. But I also love investing into other people like that lights me up. So the idea of getting to pay someone to help build this excites me. And the fact that we could even promote other companies and do like sponsorships and be able to get out quality products. Cause as a tourist, I love finding the best of the best. And so being able to share those things, I'm like that person that has like an Oprah's list, like my favorite things. 
I want to share those things with you guys. So it's important to me to monetize. And that's the intention I have for this next year for the podcast. Yeah, I definitely feel that way too. I have for sure um, because I really do enjoy this and it kind of has turned into a full-time job for me. And if I was getting paid a full-time salary, I would be able to devote more energy. So there's a lot of things I'm like, I'd be fine still doing if I was being compensated for it. Cause I actually really enjoy it. And to be honest, if I wasn't, if we paid somebody else, I'd probably find a podcast to help them because I've thir- me and my boyfriend both are like, we should be like podcast coaches. Like we love this crap. This is becoming really fun for us. So, but there are parts of it that I would like to pay somebody else or even just off and like even just somebody that's doing it in alongside with me so that would be helpful. But aside from that, I have a, I'd love to get some guests on here, guests from different podcasts. Cause I mean, for Laura and I, like we got introduced into this world and nurtured in this world through podcasts. So there's so many people that like we've even, like I've even connected to some amazing people and gotten to go on retreats with people from listening to podcasts and to have some of those people on here, some of the people that have inspired us to share with you guys, I would love. So that feels like a huge intention for next year. Um, for me, did you have another one to add? Yeah, I did. Go for it. I want to do, I don't even think we talked about this, but I would love to do events where we travel and do live recordings with oh, an yeah. audience. That sounds fun. I okay. So both Victoria and I love Almost Thirty podcast. Oh yeah, they have been huge expanders for us and vision casters for where we're headed. And they do these live events, and they just—I'm like that makes me come speaking in front of a live audience, getting to interview someone, getting to like cur- curate the environment. Like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna do yoga? Are we gonna do? breathing are we gonna do activate like having a whole experience mapped out kind of like with me wanting to do retreats but also traveling to different cities and getting women connected with other like-minded women is everything community is everything so this platform getting to grow it and then helping other women connect with other people in their area to grow alongside feels so fun yeah and then just like a basic thing is just more people hear it I mean, that's I, every week I'm always just in shock that people are even listening and hearing that it's being helpful to people and it's healing. And I want more people to hear this. So that's a huge intention for this year because I, you know, I feel like all this content has been like bubbling over and coming out of me for so long in both of us that I'm just like, it's just time for everyone to hear it and having these conversations and just because it's more than anything, I just want people to know they're not alone and that they're fine and they're normal. So I agree. Yeah. <laughs> we just want you to know you're not alone and you're okay at whatever part of the process. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast. Please, if you're enjoying this podcast, like, rate, review it. We are now on Spotify and iTunes. If you do like it and you want to share it on social media, that'd be really great. Go ahead, screenshot your favorite part of the episode, 
tag us in it at the generator podcast on Instagram. You can also head over to our website, thegeneratorpodcast.online, and you can find blog posts and service and more information about our coaching services as well as astrological readings and what that is all like and even a little bit more about us. And lastly, boy, did I think there was something else for me to say, but now I don't know if there is. That may have well, been it, guys. Mention to subscribe. It's very important that you subscribe to our podcast. That was the so first thing I said. Be... No, no, no. I said sure. subscribe, rate, and review. No, you forgot that one. I oh, watched. I forgot subscribe. Okay. Subscribe, rate, and review, not like, rate, and Oh, yeah. They can't like it. They just need to subscribe. No. Subscribe, yeah. rate, and review to the Generator Podcast on iTunes. And again, we're on, oh, this is the last thing we're going to say. We're coming up with a little thank you gift for you guys. If you do that, we don't have it yet, but if you do do a review, please email it to us or DM us, screenshot it so we can see that you did it so that we can send you guys a thank you present. Our email is thegeneratorpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or you can DM us on Instagram. Either is fine. Okay. We hope you guys have a beautiful start to your new year. I know this is going to come out after it's already began, but you know what? That's great because energy doesn't happen in a vacuum. And oh, forgot to mention we're in the eclipse portal. So we'll do a little update on that next time because that's something to chat about. So (laughs) anyway, signing off here. Thank you guys so much for listening.